You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm joined by Chris and Greg. Hello, guys. Evening. Oi, oi. All right, what do you think about this new nine o'clock start? None of this quarter past nine nonsense. It's good for the bedtime, isn't it? Much better. Right. No more no more wasted air, no more wasted time anymore. Sitting listening to you reading through your agenda six times. <laughs> well, my agenda's already missing stuff because I've forgotten about the games that were on midweek last week. It's gone from my memory. Seems so long ago. Right, a, a quick run through the agenda for tonight's podcast. Celtic in Europe. Can't forget that, Chris. You almost forgot that game. Can't forget that. <coughs> Premiership games, the lower league games. We'll mention the charity bet, which is going to be a little bit different coming up because we've got the international break. And we might talk a wee bit about the national side. We'll get Greg to give us his 10-minute preview for the, the Scotland game. I don't want to know about Greg's 10-minute previews. Who are we playing? It's not a 10-minute preview. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, we'll come up to that. Save the banter, Greg. Aye, aye. And we've got a bit of Ramsden's Cup action at the weekend and well that's us because we've not got any premierships to games to predict at the end so that's it it should be an action packed but short podcast right. well we start so with the league cup then we'll go back to last Tuesday we'll start with the league cup good place to start Chris what do you think like a few shocks in there Stranard beat Ross County Hamilton beat Kilmarnock and I thought biggest shock of all Aberdeen won a penalty shootout <laughs> it was good I was following it on Twitter oh it was a nightmare <laughs> Just hope that people are up to date. I think it was uh, Ian Crocker mentioned how how good it was trying to keep up to date with it. The penalties, it's like almost like a fight to see who who could tweet when the yeah. goal went in. I don't know how folk do it. I don't know. Are they actually watching the game? Or are they watching their phones? I don't know. I mean, I wasn't sure if they were watching the phones or listening to the radio or what. Because it was there was two penalty shoots. I think which was probably causing even more problems because uh, Race Rovers and Hearts had went to penalties as well. In the end, both the, the, the top flight teams came through. Hearts won was it six five in penalties and yep. against Raith Rovers and Aberdeen beat all one penalties. So. Hearts five four, Aberdeen six five. Ah, is that what it was? Here you go, right, I've got a business idea for you, just off the back of what you've just said there. You know you've got Twitter and you're at the game and you're Ian Crocker and you're trying to type you're trying to get the tweet in there and you're trying to watch a game at the same time. Voice recognition software. You just say tweet, then you see what you're going to tweet, end tweet and it tweets it for you. How about that? Oh, I don't know if that'd work for me. How? Well, Accents. is it going to understand me when I say, Ken, they scored a goal, Ken? Ah, it's not that silly rubbish. We'll get it done properly. We'll knock it up tomorrow lunchtime. Right, right. We'll get our best programmer I'm, on it. I'm copywriting that as well, so if MD nicks it, I've copyrighted that, okay? So, right. come on after you. Tweet, that's a goal. Tweet. Oh, end tweet. <laughs> You can't even get the terminology right. You might be writing the software. Well, well, I iron out the the issues there. I'm not sure how Chris is going to get on when Tony Watts scores because it's only got 145 characters. (laughs) That's all right. It doesn't matter. Tony Watts away to Belgium now, so we'll put a spare filter in just for Chris. Aye, I probably need it. Aye, definitely we need to. Aye, I spotted he's away. Is it Liers? Yes, it is. Or Liers? I'm not sure how you pronounce it. He's away away anyway. Uh, he's away for a season, hopefully he'll grow up. I'm sure he'll, defi- I'm sure he'll grow up, aye. That'll, that'll <laughs> definitely happen. 
Right, well, we'll move on to Celtic in Europe then. And I'm okay. sure most people were watching that on the, the telly box or were there. Chris, take it you were there. I was, uh, I'm assuming the, the Dundee United and the Barton fans were probably their game. But uh, that was for some reason that was a Wednesday night. Was that a Dundee and Dundee United in the same city again? Well, it couldn't have because it was under Barton. It was just randomly uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, I'm not really sure ah, what yeah. happened there. Dumbarton went ahead, didn't they? Uh, the dad died. Uh, was it Chiefty? Is that how you say his name? Uh, Kevin Smith, the guy who done clerks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it was uh, Chiefty scored for United to win it in the 89th minute. Yeah. Two goals in the last few minutes. Bye. A, a good wee game. But aye, that was the, the, obviously the, the second biggest game of the night. Because Celtic were uh, once again turning around a two-goal deficit. It was the best the best game in Neil Lennon's career. And that's, that's no exaggeration. Well, I'm not sure it was the best game I've watched. But it was certainly up there for drama. Because it was one of those games where you thought, are we going to be able to turn it around? And as they get, the, the game wore on and the first half was coming to the end, you're thinking... Because they really got a goal in this first half, and then Chris Commons unleashed that cracking finish. You got in that 1 0 half time, you're thinking, brilliant. Couldn't have scored at a better time. That's probably changed their team talk, they get a wee bit nervy. And so, whatever they said at half time, probably went straight out the window three minutes into the second half when Samaras made it 2 0. Which is. I was even lucky better. though, Samaras. Aye, because Commons was, was class. It's a terrible shot for Lustig, but he didn't feel to Samaras. And it, but Samaras, it was a good finish for him, he lifted over the keeper. Composure, aye. I'll give him that, definitely. Uh, and yeah, I don't know what the defender was doing, putting his arm in there. I think that no. was out of desperation, trying to say he was offside. He was never offside. No, it wasn't, it wasn't even a hint. No. It was, it's, quite, it's always quite funny to see them uh, putting the hand up, because it's usually the guy putting his hand up was playing everybody onside anyway. Yeah. Uh, aye, it was, I mean, so that was us back in level in the tie, with still most of the second half to play. But then as it wore on, you're thinking, are we going to get a third goal? Are we going to get extra time? And James Forrest get that clatter just a few minutes before the end. You're thinking, oh no, he's going to have to go off. And I'm sure there's a few Celtic fans saying, oh good, he's going off. But uh, I wasn't one of them. I was I was disappointed that Forrest might have to go off. But fortunately, he stayed on the park. Stokesy shuffled his feet. Cut the ball back for Forrest. 3-0. Job done. Absolute bedlam, that night. Aye. That's a what good a, result. What a, what a high stakes game and a high stakes goal as well. He worth about £20 million, something like that. Uh, I have read in between about 12 million and 20 million for that goal, which uh, isn't bad for a wee guy to go through the, the youth yeah. system. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, silly money for the, the Champions League nowadays, and then when the, the draw was made, it's just, well, for me looking on, that's the kind of dream draw that I would want if my team was involved in the Champions League. That's I don't want any Diddy teams, I want the biggest teams possible. Even if it means three home defeats, I'm just wanting the big. Grand Slam games, and that's that's what you got. No, I mean, Ajax, that's AC Milan, Barca, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, if I'm honest, I would have preferred that we got other big teams because I've seen all three of them recently. It's obviously we've seen Barcelona last season. We've got AC Milan, who seem to have had a couple of times in the group stages. Ajax is probably the, the one we haven't played recently because we played them in Mark Neal's second season to get in the Champions League in the first bit. But I have seen them all in the last uh, 12 years at Celtic Park, and We've given as good as we've got. We beat two of them. And then I think Ajax were the only one we haven't beat the last time we played them at home because uh, we were 3-1 up for the away leg and lost 1-0 in the home leg. But aye, I mean, it's, although I would have liked to have got some different teams for a change, like Real Madrid. I mean, I think you know, anyone to Real Madrid. That would have been good. But yeah. on the other hand, the, the people saying we'd maybe want a better draw that we could have maybe get through the group. But 
to be honest, if it comes to the point that I'm getting bored because we're playing Barcelona, AC Milan and Ajax, it's time to chuck it. <laughs> you don't want to be... I don't think I'd be happy winning the European Cup if I beat teams I'd never heard of. Nah, I'd ra- I'm in there for the, the big the prestige games and right. to see the, the best that European football has to offer play at your own ground. So I think it's good. Is it right that I heard that it's going to be £84 for the three-match package? Yep. If you're, a, if you're a season ticket holder. I aye, think the general sales quite money. a bit more on that. But aye, that's 28 quid a ticket. Aye, I, I can't phenomenal. understand how they managed to get away with that. It's, I was guessing at 100 for the season ticket holders. Ah, they're, they're going to make X amount of money if you've just been there anyway. I think it's, a, I think it's mm-hmm. the right thing to do is to try and keep the, the ticket prices to a sensible level to reward the fans that have stuck their money in up front with their season tickets because the money they're going to rake in from just the TV rights and everything else I would imagine would, would dwarf certainly the, the gate money. It's not going to be insignificant, but they can certainly afford to drop a few quid off it. But it's great, it's great they've done it, because a lot of clubs would just have hooked the price right up, like you're saying, mm-hmm. maximise the, the money at the, at the fans that have already paid through the nose, for their, especially for their season tickets as well. So all, all credit to Celtic for that. That's good. I mean, 28 quid to go watch Barcelona. Phenomenal. 28 quid to go watch AC Milan. Brilliant. I mean, Ajax as well, obviously. But I mean, it doesn't seem that long ago we were paying 42 quid to watch Rangers. Yep. Which is farcical because I don't care how good you think Rangers are. They're not Barcelona, AC Milan and Ajax. Yeah, I agree. agree. I wonder how much it'll be though for the, the non-season ticket holder. I haven't heard that yet. £3,000 each. Aye, exactly. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite right as well, can you? And get your season ticket, buy your season ticket up front. You know, buy your season ticket, don't complain when you're asked to pay through those sort of big games. That's the other thing was uh, somebody pointed out that because we all got a hundred quid off our season ticket this season, we've effectively got Champions League for free. Uh-huh. Yep. Can't complain about that. Yeah. I was looking at uh, Dundee charging twenty pound to get in their game, so <laughs> for an extra eight pound. She shipped it Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. What 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 we think about that one? <laughs> I don't want to be too harsh on Dundee. Bye, it's brilliant. It's uh, exciting times ahead, although I'm unsure about the timing of the Champions League fixtures, especially when you've got a, a home tie that clashes with the potential 100th episode of the podcast. Uh, I think it's the first. Aye, it's a Tuesday. It's my uh, birthday on the Monday, so I was wanting oh. to shift it to the Tuesday. Uh, it'll be happening now. Ah, it's going to be the Sunday. Yeah, it's my wife's birthday on the Sunday, so it can't happen on the Sunday. Maybe going to be on the Wednesday. I just after the game, that would be an interesting midweek podcast, eh? Uh, I was I was trying to get a a special guest for the show, but nah, it couldn't happen on the Tuesday. But maybe I could go back to the the bargaining table and see if I can get them for the the Wednesday. A special guest? Is it your wife? <laughs> 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 No, no, she's not invited on. She's a Celtic fan. So hey, what was talking about that? She's not invited. <laughs> Did she get her on to host it one week? <laughs> oh, I hate it when it's old firm day. Well, if I can remember that far back. But I, it's not nice having a wife that's a Celtic fan. It would be better if she's a Rangers fan. I see, I disagree with that. I'm quite happy my wife's a Celtic fan. <laughs> <laughs> she just can't join in the banter. That's the problem. Right, I've got the, the price for non-season ticket holders, Aye. thanks to Grumpy Old Man. It's £115. Oof, which is, there you go. Uh, it's not too bad, though. Rewarding the season ticket holders, I'm all for that. 
I'd pay that, 115. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's fine. You're, okay, you're getting a, quite a big difference between what I'm paying and what a, an on-season ticket was paying, but think about the money I've put in the Celtic already. Yeah. Anyway, that wasn't even the big draw today. I mean, that was uh, about four or five o'clock or something. Mm-hmm. I love, I love, half eleven, we get drawn with Morton in the League Cup. <laughs> I've moved on for the League Cup. I know, I just thought I'd I... bring it up because it was quite funny that we had two draws in one day. <laughs> Nobody's interested, Chris. It's all about the Ramsden's Cup. How many draws were the Rangers in on Thursday last week? <laughs> I told you, we're focusing. We can't focus on all these cups because we've got a threadbare squad. That's it. You're right. No, you've no, 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 no. players. Ah, you, all the day. Yeah. All, all those trialists that you've had on the books for months. Yeah. <laughs> but I, we've, we've moved on for the League Cup. No interested. I don't, I, Greg, just before we do move on for the League Cup, Falkirk Aberdeen's a game they've picked to Bentele. Yep. I think that's probably the best one to pick because I think that's the one that's got the shock potential because it's a yes. Falkirk stadium. I was going to say, we're not going to get many goals, but hopefully Falkirk bang them in. Aye, the shock being Aberdeen might win. Yeah, <laughs> they might score. What do you fancy in your tie? I get away to Livingston. Um, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the tie because I like going to Almondville. Um, it's a cracking wee ground, but I uh, just the way we're playing at the minute. Pff, who knows? It's a complete lottery. We could I could see us getting it to, to be honest, but uh, it should be a good night. We'll take a good crowd through there, I think, and um, a decent atmosphere. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that good stuff. Like, uh, the other one I picked out for being maybe dodgy was Hearts because I'm playing Queen of the South, but uh, they're at home. So I think Tynecastle might help them out. Ah, it's difficult to tell. Not really sure about Queen of the South this season. Aye, so uh, Chris, you want to move us on to the Premiership run-through? Yeah, let's go into uh, Saturday's games. Where, uh, again, it was all six were on Saturday. But this time they were spaced out a bit. It wasn't all three o'clock because we started at lunchtime up at Tannadice where it was an Anthony Stokes free kick and it was all about the inches. Well, first of all, was it even a free kick? Once it was a free kick, should he be allowed to roll it back slightly? The ref's back was turned. Is he allowed to cheat? Do you mean? Very sneaky. Well, I think STV Grant, he made a very good point if you watched the wee videos that they've been doing about dodgy decisions. He said that how many times do you see the wall sneaking forward? Yep. Just edging forward. So Two wrongs don't make a right, though. Same thing. Well, I tend to agree because I think he dived anyway. I don't think it was a foul. And also... The leg's out, but I think he, he went over the leg as opposed to the leg taking him out. See, I think that's a foul. I think that's a, I know, you and I have disagreed over this in the past, Chris, <laughs> but I, I think that's a foul all day long. Cause if, if, if you're the defender, you stick your leg in, don't make contact with the ball. If the, if the attacker needs to take evasive action, all right, maybe he can stay in his feet. But why should he? If you're in there and he's, if somebody's obstructed your way, you get done. Boom. Foul. Well, mm. I, I don't know. I, th- I think he's taken off. I think he's... I've seen... I mean, take the Pollock decision last weekend where uh, there was a leg out, he went over it, but he pretty much one dived it. I think he booked yes. for diving. Yep. I can, so I can understand like that. what he's gone yep. through for that one. Yeah. He's yep. dived like that yep. since he was a kid. I suppose I've seen them given both ways, eh, ones, you know, but I don't. Uh, for me, every every day, if you're a defender and you've, you've stuck a leg out and you've, you've not taken the ball, you're asking for, asking for trouble. Win the ball, then there's not any, any question mark over it. Yeah, well, that wasn't the only contentious decision in the game, though, because. Uh, we had Commons and they were having his head kicked off in the, the penalty box. We had a ch- another challenge in Stokes just before the, the free kick that won the game by uh, Sean Dillon that didn't seem to get the ball, but the referee played on. And Gavin Gunning was probably lucky to stay in the park because he had a wee kick out of Virgil van Dijk in the first half that nobody noticed. So I wonder if uh, Vincent Linney will be pulling him up for that. He had another challenge on Michael Lustig later on, which wasn't even a foul, 
but uh, unfortunately he, did, he came down and landed in Lustig pretty awkwardly and he had to go off. Fortunately, the the ankle injury doesn't seem as bad as uh, first feared, so Lustig should hopefully be back soon. Uh, there was one good thing about the referee. He was pretty consistent because uh, at the end of the first half, he Celtic had won a corner, but he blew for half-time. And at the end of the second half, then United won a corner and he blew for full-time. <laughs> so it was, nice, it was nice to see a bit of consistency for the referee there. So, uh, yeah, I heard them, uh, some comments being made about that, but the referee, he gives a, a time, an added on time, and it's a minimum. It's up to him. Yes, so long as yep. he's played that minimum, then he can do what he wants. There's nothing that says you have to continue playing. It's quite funny, though, because Neil Lennon was on morning about it at half time, and it probably helped out at full time. So. Yeah. Uh, aye. But that was uh, Celtic moving level and points with Inverness, but they're still behind them on goal difference. Uh, or at least until the, the three o'clock kickoffs. Uh, the other thing that was probably worth noting for that game was when Virgil van Dijk took, took a shot in the first half. He had a couple of shots. He had a pretty good run in the box. He tried to chip the keeper. Uh, but there was another shot where he, had, he managed to catch it quite nice and it whizzed by the, the post and smacked a uh, postman in the back. <laughs> Which amused me. It reminds anyway. me a bit of Bouguera. Not as good, but it reminds me of Bouguera. Um, I'll wait and see. He's it's, it's one of these players that's going to take time to blend into Scottish football, I think. But he's, he's got good potential. It'll be interesting to see how he develops. Anyway, we'll move on to the three o'clock games. Uh, we've got Aberdeen, played St Johnson, uh, nothing each. I should probably say more than that, to be honest. Uh, no, it was one of those games no, where it was actually... <laughs> no, no, uh, it was actually one of those good games where I had everyone but a goal. Because uh, McGinn hit the bar, that was probably as close as anybody came to scoring. St Johnson weren't really great at hitting the target. Hasselbank had a, a booking for a, a dive in the penalty area. Uh, Murray Davidson probably should have found a back of the net in the second half, but found a stand instead. Uh, it was one of those games where last-ditch blocks and well-saved efforts were what caused it to be nothing each rather than just a, a poor game. Anyway, uh, that was less than 10,000 at the game, so so much for Aberdeen's early optimism. They've all decided to stay in the house again. <laughs> and it wasn't even the only 0-0 uh, draw of the... The Saturday because uh, Easter Road it was Hibs now and Ross County now and well both teams managed to hit the post uh, Mihail Kovacevic for County it was a bit of a save for Ben Williams touched on to the post to be fair and uh, James Collins for Hibs uh, County had the better second half chances but that's now two without defeat for them Hibs were apparently booed off the park at full time and have now gone four games at home without a win and apparently have never beaten Ross County in the six attempts have played them now ever that's all they've played them in dire history that's a, a nice little run Ross County have got. Maybe that must be Hibs bogey team. Although some would argue everybody's Hibs bogey team. <laughs> so at the moment, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to Inverness, where we had two goals from Billy McKay. One of them in 10 minutes, and then the second one in a half hour mark. Some good finishes by uh, one of the top scorers from the SPL last season. But he did miss a second half penalty, which uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about quite a bit, because it was an absolutely dreadful decision. Well, Jamie Hamill was sent off for deliberate handball. Now, Jamie Hamill isn't exactly a looker, but he doesn't exactly have a hand growing out his forehead, which is where the ball actually hit him. Uh, fortunately, Hearts are going to appeal it, so oh, that should uh, get quashed. It's actually annoying that they have to appeal it, because if John beating the referee had any balls whatsoever, he would have come out this Monday and said, that was a mistake, I'd like to rescind that, please. I don't know, is he allowed to say that based on TV evidence? Well, it's his decision. He can Surely the referee's decision is final, so if the referee says that was probably a mistake, then they can reverse it without having to go through the appeal process. But I mean, I'm sure he could say that if he was basing his evidence on what he's seen on the day, but I just wonder if he's allowed to watch the TV and and say, no, no I, don't, I don't think I got it right. 
I'm sure. I mean, obviously they can review it via the appeal board. I'm 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 fairly sure the referees have come out and turned decisions around later on in the week before. Where if if it's been something like this or something that could be appealed, the referees come out and put his hands up and said, "What I got that wrong? I'd like to drop that uh, red card, please." It's an open and shut case. It it never hit his hand. No, it's 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 daft, and it was a look of amazement on his face, or was it on his hand? When he got up and the referee stunned over him with a red card. I like how he ran away. I ran away the linesman to go. I hit me in the head. Surely you've seen that. Oh, it was good. I I really enjoyed that. It was the reaction that made it for me. He recoiled in horror and ran away. That was. uh, It didn't really change the game, which is probably fortunate because Hearts, they, they put up a good show. Jamie Walker hit the post in the first half. Uh, but given the squad was stretched, given they had McHattie out and Wilson out through suspension, that's actually their first defeat of the season. So not bad for uh, having started at minus 15 points. But that meant Inverness maintained a three-point in the lead and stretched a goal difference out just slightly more as well. Did you hear Butcher was having a, a wee moan at the end talking about the penalty and how is, uh, James Vincent normally takes yes. the penalties for yeah. Inverness and he says he gave him a right rollicking <laughs> and <laughs> basically told him that you're taking the penalties for now on regardless of whether somebody is on a hat-trick or not. See, I, I, thought, it quite, I thought it was quite good t- uh, team spirit actually because originally he was rollicking uh, Billy McKay for taking the penalty in the first place and James Vincent actually put his hand up and went, look boss, I'd, I'm the one who gave him it because I knew he was on a hat-trick and then he got the rollicking. So... I mean, that's, that's good camaraderie, I think. So, fair play to them. I like having a wee moan about it, uh, even though he won. Because often that kind of thing gets forgotten if you win the game. So, I, yeah. I like it. I like that he, he, he followed that up and, and sorted things out. No, they're, they're going well, Inverness. That's uh, still unbeaten in the league at the moment. Obviously, only points have dropped for it's Celtic. So, that's about as good as you can expect for anybody, really. It's only goals have lost as well. Yes. Yes, indeed it is. The, the two goals that they lost to Celtic, so... Fair play to them. I'll make it continue because it'd be nice to have a challenge. Anyway, at the, the other end of the, the scale, we'll probably get St Mirren. And in Paisley, they were showing off their new signing, Stefan Bahoken. He had a great chance early on to give the home side the lead, but it was hooked away by Aaron Muirhead of Partick Thistle. Kenny McLean did eventually give St Mirren the lead five minutes after half time, but Callum Higginbottom levelled the game with 10 minutes remaining and with a cracking curling finish in off the post before Ross Forbes completed the turnaround three minutes later. So that's not going well for Danny Lennon's men, who relinquished their hold in the League Cup at the first third at Queen of the South in midweek. That's apparently the third year in a row the holders have gone out to lower league opposition because the Rangers lost Falkirk in 2011 and Kilmarnock lost to Stenish in 2012. That's Thistle also riding high, though, because they're up in fourth and were actually third before the final game of the weekend, which was, of course, at Fur Park, where uh, Motherwell hosted Kilmarnock. And it was an own goal from Stephen McManus, open the scoring for the, the visitors, which was cancelled out a few minutes later by Henry Anier. But it was John Sutton that got the winner on the stroke of half-time to actually uh, him past his brother in terms of league goals scored now. Uh, Chris was uh, on about 60-odds. John Sutton is now 60-odds plus one. <laughs> I should have really checked what, what the 60-odds was. That's <laughs> <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Aye. It's a good start anyway, almost. Anyway, the Celtic fans that are looking on this live game probably wouldn't have been impressed with, to see the one knee Jackson Irvine's failure to clear the danger as he swung about it fresh air before it got through to Sutton. Uh, there was a late sending off for Simon Ramsden. Uh, it was a second booking after lunging on the substitute Rabbi Ibrahim, 
and he was probably lucky to last as long as he did, given he had a pretty strong challenge on Jacobs in the first half, when there wasn't even a free kick given. The first booking was for actually moaning about apparently not being given in the second half when he appeared to be shoved over. So I think maybe he had a, a fair case for that one, but uh, his remonstrations went on too long and he was given the booking, which eventually cost him in the end of the game. So although Kamarnock chased the equaliser against the 10 men and couldn't find their way through, Motherwell hung on. That's two games on the bounce that Motherwell won them. So I think uh, Stuart McCall was quite happy going into the international break with that. We're officially back. That's the word That's the word uh, on the street up, up at Fir Park. We're officially back, even though we're still poor. Two games in the trot, though. So just like Aberdeen, they won two games in the trot at the start of the season. This is going to be our greatest season since 1991. So hold, oh, hold on to that. We'll be we'll, we'll chatting easy, easy next. Because uh, <laughs> we're, we're so good that we've managed to beat Partick Thistle and Kawarnock. So what do you think about the, the Saturday early evening kickoff? off oh, hate it. hate what? it. It was, I think uh, you were going to the pub. I thought you were nah, going to have nah, I ended, up, ended up taking one of the kids. Ended up taking the kids with me, so I was tied up. I was just hanging about all day waiting to go to the game. Eventually, get to the game, and the crowd was appalling. It was something like six or seven hundred down on the corresponding three o'clock fixture last season. So that tells you everything you need to know about the half past five kickoffs. I don't know whether the TVs had an influence on that as well, but it was a really Really poor crowd, and then coming out and it's half past seven. You know, it's just ugh, it's not for me. It's not for it's me. Just, Friday just, nights, I don't mind. Saturday nights, nah. Aye, I mean the, the different. With Friday night, you're at work all day, then you go along to the game at night, and you've got the weekend to yourself. It kind of works that way. When you put Saturday evening in, you're thinking everybody else is playing at three o'clock. You're kicking your heels waiting, and your game starting. I thought that's the exact same thing when Celtic played Ross County in the first game of the season, where we had the five fifteen kickoff. It was just annoying waiting about all day. It'd be good if you were going out straight after it. I, I can see that as being a, a positive about that slot. and I, I like it as a, a TV slot. I enjoyed it because I managed to watch most of it after I got back for Ibrox. See Saturday, see, Saturday night's typically the couple's night, isn't it? If you've mm-hmm. got a bird you're seeing on a Saturday night, a Friday night, you're probably going out with the boys after it. So a Friday night's a far better night for football. Right. You're more likely to be going out, having a few bevies and staying at Saturday. Pfft. You're getting told to get back down the road and get something for a dinner and that. It's not good. Hopeless. Aye, well, I don't know if Rangers are going to get any of the, them TV slots. I've not seen any uh, so far. Well, you had the Friday night. had the Friday night, aye. I don't know if well, they're going to get Saturday you might, nights, yeah. Because that was BT Sport that was showing that, the, the mother will come on that game. So. Yep. They tend to be the, the, the team, or the, 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 the channel that packs up the Rangers games. So. Aye, they've got, they've got 10 games or something, haven't they? 10 Rangers? They have. Yep, tomorrow. 10. And then bound to have a half five in there somewhere. Aye, aye. Since we were, since I brought up Rangers there, I thought I'd mention that I was at the the game on Saturday, and I had a brand new pie, a pie I'd never had before. <laughs> they had a, a whole new menu, and they had the the usual suspects like the the Scotch pie, steak pie, curry pie. They had something called a fans Scotch pie. Now I still don't know. What's what it's all about? But I purchased one. It was the same price as a normal Scotch pie. The woman looked at me confused when I asked what was in it, and she said something about spices. She says there's something about spices. It might be healthier. It might not be healthier. I'm not sure. So I says right, well I'll buy it anyway. We'll see how it goes. And it, no, it was no different than a normal pie. But at least I tried it. I've now I've now had a fan's Scotch pie. Some of the names you get there are ridiculous, aren't they? They had the uh, Bears Pecora. 
I like Bears that. Pr- Wait, Bears Picora. What's wah, that about? Wah, wah. <laughs> what, what next? Stefan Cross Chips? <laughs> See, the Picora was three fifty. That was a bit dear for me. It was two twenty for the pie. Maybe next time I'll have the, the Picora and report back. How many bits you get for three fifty? Oh, I don't know. I, I didn't see anybody have one. So. See, I think you need to try and we'll report back. Definitely. Uh, they had hot dogs as well, but I didn't. I just just a pie. A pie and a, a juice. I always confuse them by asking for a cup of water because they never really know what to do. They always need to go and ask somebody. What do I do? <laughs> What's your water? What's <laughs> water? There's a tap behind you. Just use that. Right, well, back to the game. Uh, it was only it, about a minute in. It must be even 30 seconds and Nicky Clark stepped up and scored. Is that his debut or heard? Aye, that's what, aye. So I'm going, that's a good start. Yep, aye, a, a perfect start. And as many were saying that he was man of the match, despite Jig scoring a hat-trick. I was, I was quite impressed with him. I, I was expecting a, a penalty box striker. And no, nah, he was he was really good. Probably linking up play was his, his best. Best role in the day. I was hearing about Jig as well, that he's never scored a hat-trick before. That was his first one. And confusingly, he was told this and he didn't realise that he hadn't scored another hat-trick. <laughs> How do you not know he not scored a hat-trick? You should remember such things, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, a strange one on me. But I noticed uh, for East Fife, for some reason, Nadi wasn't playing. So a wee bit disappointed. I wanted to see him. Uh, but they had a trialist playing at right back, and I was sure I recognised him. And it was only in the second half when he was playing on my side of the pitch that I realised it was Robbie Nielsen. A bit of a blast for the past there. Former mm. Hearts player, wasn't he? Yep, and well, previously linked with Rangers as well. But he, was, he, he looked really good. He, he had the, the composure, he didn't have the pace for going down the line. But I, he, he still looked good. So I'm not sure if uh, East Fife are going to sign him or not. I'm not sure uh, how advanced negotiations are, but aye, he looked good to me. Is he out of contract? Well, if he's a trialist, I, I assume that he's a, a free agent and he'll be able to sign oh, despite yeah. the window closing. Aye, I could sign him time. That'd be good. I'd be interested to see if he did. Did he make much difference though? Because I mean, five nil was a bit of a coffin. Aye, it was. Uh, well, we, but he was at right back and as I say, wasn't he going down the line? So attacking-wise, he just wasn't really contributing. But the problem with East Fife is they had a guy up front, Tuta, and he was rank. He was fouling the whole first half, and seeing the second half, his confidence went, and every run he went, the ball was bouncing off his shin and just going out for a throw-in or a goal <laughs> kick. It was embarrassing. I, I find this, the lower leagues very strange, this way, because I think, see for what I've seen, or the very limited... Uh, amount that I've seen of the, the third tier teams and the fourth tier teams I think you get better value at the fourth tier teams than you do at the third the fourth tier teams probably know they're rubbish but are, they organise themselves better uh, anyway, even last season Rangers' best result of the season last season was when they cuffed Alwa who were the second division team whereas every all, all the results they had in the the, the third division the, the fourth tier were uh, well, you've obviously dropped a lot of points that you, you weren't expecting to drop but uh, I mean what, never at any point the Rangers come close to matching the, was it 7 now or something you beat Alwa in the cup yep yep which I ah, thought was very strange ah you're right it is interesting uh, this was my first home game and every game last season I came away from it thinking there was maybe one or two in the opposition that, that stood out but in this 
I mentioned Nielsen, but uh, he more stood out just because I, I knew who he was. And other than that, there was there was nobody really. There was a guy who played uh, left back, and he didn't have a neck, but he was he was, he was all right. <laughs> uh, he was worse than James Forrest. He just had no neck, but uh, he he was all right, but not to the level that I was seeing last season. But then that just could be his fife. Who knows? I well, what is that? Was that was five 0 That's the Rangers. Uh... Four wins out of four. I don't think you can see that goal yet, have you? Uh, no, no. And uh, my mate was trying to say before the game, he says, look, we need to get a bet on Rangers scoring more than 110 goals this season. And then we went and done that five and he was gutted because he's thinking that's his bet done. I've asked McBookie to see if he'll give us odds on it, but <laughs> McBookie replied back saying, if Rangers keep going at this rate, they'll have scored 153 goals by the end of the <laughs> season. It's almost as bad as Barcelona these days, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's unlikely they'll keep it up because I think that the, the new faces coming in is going to cause a, a wee bit of disruption. Oh, we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I, you would think the new faces coming in would actually improve Rangers. That, they should surely do. that's the point. But they should so. do, but it's just there's so many coming in that mm-hmm. it's just they're going to have to start dropping. Like, well, Jig, I don't know if he's going to get a game and he's just got a hat trick there. It's that kind of thing that it's just I'm I'm unsure how it'll, how it all come together, but we'll just need to, just need to hope that it does. Aye, so uh, we round up the rest of the the, the lower leagues. Aye, Rangers are now the, one of two teams that have got a 100% record in Scotland because the other one is Hamilton Ackies, who came behind to beat Falkirk 2-1. That's uh, four wins for four in the Championship for them. Uh, Falkirk though have stayed second in the league despite Dundee beating Livingston 3-0 on Friday night. That's that 20 quid uh, game we were talking about earlier. Our Athletic are also in seven points, with those two after a goal was draw with Queen of the South, but one of the other matches, Morton and Rose Rovers drew 1-1, and Cowden Beast got off the bottom of the league, where their first three points of the season was a 3-2 win over Dumbarton. So, uh, as well as Rangers winning their 5-0 against East Fife at home, uh, also Dunfermline and Stenhouse Muir both won 3-1 against Darnall and 2-1 against Forfa respectively. They move above Air United to drew 2-2 with Airdrie, and Airdrie's draw there has lifted them off the bottom. And in another game, our both beat Breaking City 2-1. That's uh, Strandall that are stranded at the bottom of that league now. In the League 2, the 100% record that East Stirling had is gone because they lost 4-1 at home to Peter Head. Stirling Albion, it's 2-0 win over Queen's Park, brings them level on points at the top. While Berwick's 4-2 win over Annan saw them join Albion Rovers on 7 points. That's Albion Rovers that lost 2-0 to Montrose which was Montrose's first win in the season, Well, Elgin City's 1-0 win over Clyde was their first win as well. So that those results mean that Queen's Park are now four points adrift at the bottom. And the only team in Scotland senior divisions without a point. Well, except Hearts, but you know what I mean. I, I don't know what's going to happen at Queen's Park. I was speaking to a, a Queen's Park fan, and I was just no confident at all for this coming season. I was, I was trying to ask him about the, the money that they would have got from the Rangers games and apparently that they're spending that on infrastructure, uh, building up Inf- offices at Lesser Hamden. All right. They've got Hamden, but they possibly need infrastructure for. <laughs> but it does confuse me that they, they don't just use the facilities at Hamden, that they have to have their own place at Lesser Hamden. But I, I don't know the, the full ins and outs, how they operate, how, they, how the deal works with the SFA. I'm guessing that, well, the fact that Queen's Park own Hamden, that's a surprising fact that 
maybe there's some kind of deal that there's some money changing hands and that's uh, if the SFA get exclusive use of it other than match days. I don't know. don't know. I'm just guessing. Don't know either. Uh, I thought it was one one interesting thing for the, the Highland League, just uh, dropping down to the, the non-league. Uh, well, we've only got two teams in senior football that have got 100% record in Scotland. Uh, we've got four teams in the Highland League that have got 100% record with five games played, which is one more than any of the lower leagues in Scotland. So seems to be going uh, quite an interesting little run there. It's uh, Wick Academy, former Time United, who are also in the Ramsons Cup quarter-final, which we'll talk about later. Uh, Brora Rangers and Inverurie Local Works. Uh, apparently Huntley also lost at the weekend, so their unbeaten record's gone. Deverville are up to fifth, but are six points behind 100%ers. The other end, Fort William and Strathbraith this will remain on zero points. I'm not saying pointless because I got wound up for that last week. <laughs> <laughs> so when's the BBC going to start taking these leagues seriously? Start no. giving us pages? Well, you know what, you say that, but even the Lowland League... Uh, official website isn't keeping up to date with the league table because I had to go into the Villa Leithen website to see who was top of the league and fun enough it was Villa Leithen <laughs> bit of coincidence that is there a uh, top and 14 points after 6 games ahead of Gretna and Spartans who both get 10 having played a game less Preston and East Kilbride are a point further back having played 6 uh, at the other end Selkirk have just 1 point from their 5 games but uh, it's a bit disappointing that the Lowland League site isn't up to date so uh, come on guys counting used to be the future of the game here it doesn't take much to update a website, surely. Surely no, I to, somebody could do it. I Don't used to do it when I was younger because I was a loser. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see that to the guy that's got a football forum website. <laughs> oh, As he's no younger, keep, he's I older. to keep mine up to date. Aye, but let's face it, you, you, you've got your software that keeps things up to date. I was doing it manually. I was going into the HTML and editing it manually, like tables. <laughs> that's old school. That is, that's all. Notepad, that's, that's mad uh, dev environment. <laughs> right, I want to have a wee bit of a moan about the transfer window farce. Yep. So, normally the transfer window closes at the end of August, but this year was a little bit different, uh, or at least UEFA seen it as a little bit different because that was a weekend and UEFA made the recommendation that the transfer window was extended to Monday, which is today, right now. But the SFA got themselves in a corner because they said the Rangers had a, a ban, a transfer ban that was lifted on the 1st of September. So yep. they didn't want to move the transfer window through, I don't know, fear of favouritism or, I don't know. Anyway, the reason they didn't move it is because of one single club and that really, really annoyed me. I, I don't believe that they should be making decisions based on a single club. Whether that is to benefit that single club or whether it's to hinder them, it should just be for the good of the, the game, the good of all 42 clubs. It just it really disappointed me that they, their amateurish behaviour. They came out and said, oh, Saturday's a normal working day. Nonsense. That, that's nothing to do with it. It's all about keeping in sync with the, the rest of Europe. And they came out and said there was 10 other associations had went with that, went with the uh, 31st as the closing date. The only big nation I can find is Portugal. You're talking about all the other big ones, England, Spain, Italy, France, Belgium. They're all going for the second tonight. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's just farcical and it's embarrassing. 
I, I, I totally agree with you because this all happened because they backed themselves into a corner. I see if they'd just given the uh, Rangers a proper transfer ban and not this, let's shut it at the th- on, on a date. See if they just said, you can't sign anybody for two transfer windows. Mm-hmm. This one and this one. So when the transfer windows are closed, business as usual. See if they just said that, this could all have been avoided. The big problem we've got in Scotland is England. Their transfer window shuts tonight. This is the 2nd of September, Monday night. Uh, so it's still in the situation at the moment that an English team could come along to a Scottish team say, can we have him please? Here's a lot of money, because we've got a lot of money in England, and the Scottish team would go, well, we could do with the money, we'll take that, we'll lose the player, and can't replace him, because your transfer window's shut. And we we are always stuck with the, the English game being so close to us and having so much more money that we're, we tend to be tied with that. So having someone whose transfer window's still open on our doorstep is just farcical. Yeah, and I, I would agree with you about the the, the working day things about after because I'm sure I've said this a, a, a while back. They, they did something else which I can't remember what it was, but they basically I laughed out loud at the fact that the SFA were coming out and saying, "Oh, it's a weekend, but it's not a working day for us." Yeah. Now suddenly it is a working day for them because when I said that at the time, it didn't make sense to me because it's football we're talking about. The biggest working day is surely a Saturday in football. Because that's when the games are all played. So how is that not a working day for a football association? Yeah, was it not, not something to do with a Rangers appeal and it was over Christmas? Aye, it might have been that. Yeah. Aye, it, just you vaguely, right, aye. vaguely remember that. Yeah. Aye, aye. They seem to be doing spending their entire time coming up with excuses to cover their tracks mm-hmm. and, and bad decisions that they've made in the past. That, that seems to be 90% of what the SFA do at the moment. It's just a case of making an excuse after excuse, after excuse for being a shower at amateurs. Yep. Yeah. Aye, did, it's, it's did, embarrassing. They just bend over backwards to make themselves stupid and then say they're doing it for the, the good of the game. And it's been yeah. like this for years. Well, some would say it was because that's all, that's all what happens when Rangers demise and then having to start uh, again in the the bottom tier, and then even some would say, oh, well, they get favouritism there because they were nobody else got to apply for that position. It was just the new Rangers team could play there. Yeah, they got fast-tracked as well because they should be in Division 2, but they're in League 1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't think of any positives for keeping it on the Saturday, keeping it out of sync with everybody else. Now, it's not as if, if there's going to be many teams... In Scotland going to be splashing the cash but as you said Chris somebody could come in for a bid maybe a hundred thousand maybe a couple of hundred thousand for a, a player the Scottish team they just can't spend it until Christmas yeah. it's just well, but, I mean St Johnson is probably the best example you have got uh, is it Stevie mate yeah. yeah, the young lad yeah. with the, the long yep. hair that looks a bit like Andy Carroll Peterborough Aye. after him eh? Peterborough after him eh? so Peterborough will be snuffed around they, they might I mean we're quarter to ten now so there's still a good two and a bit hours before the transfer window shuts which is not Peterborough coming up and phoning St Johnson up and saying can we get Stevie May yep aye which would just be a farcical because St Johnson can't replace him and he's been quite key for them in the opening weeks of the season he has yeah yeah, an, ex- an exciting Scottish prospect as well mm-hmm. who knows if it's going to be a, if he's going to be able to build on this but aye he's been good so far and he's been good was it Hamilton he was on loan he's been at Aloha as well Good reports in both loan spells. Oh, good. Hopefully his uh, development continues. And it'd be, I, I, I'm hoping he stays at St. Johnson so that we get to see him in Scotland for the next few months at least. 
Yeah. Hopefully we can develop at St Johnson instead of somewhere down south. He seems good banter on Twitter as well. I've seen a few good tweets from him. I wanted to mention the the charity bit, how we did. We obviously lost. That's, that's a kind of default for us that we lose. Aye. We went for Michael Moffat, who actually scored twice, but he didn't score first. Ah, I see. So that's disappointing. It was close. Was it his second and third goals he got? Yep. Ah, see, that wasn't too bad. That's, that's closer than we got last week, at least. That's close. And then I'm not sure who picked East Stirling against Pierhead. Because uh, they lost. Stirling Albion won. And who was the other one we had? Albion Rovers. Had Albion Rovers to get beat. So, another loser. And this weekend it's a little bit different because we've got the international break and there's no league games on, but there is uh, the Harry Ramsden's Cup on Saturday. We've got Annan Athletic versus former Town United, Dundee against Dennis Muir and Wraith against Falkirk. The Queen of the South and Rangers games on the 17th. So we're going to ignore that for now. Preferential treatment again. See, I sort of, I'm joking there, but it's something to do with uh, co-ops for international duty. So that game's been postponed from this weekend. So, fair enough. Aye. The South had that many co-ops. <laughs> I don't think Rangers are going to have that many call-ups. Well, Lee Wallace could call up there. Aye, I've seen that. I was quite quite pleased with that because I, I think that he's deserved it from what I've seen. I know that people say he can't make the step up after playing lower league football, but I've always been impressed with him. He's a, a good attacking uh, fullback, which is probably my favourite position to watch. Is if you can get somebody who's it's almost like a free player. If you can get somebody like that, that's good at attacking. It's a wee bonus. It's just me that finds that entire conversation daft. Oh, I don't know if he can make the step up. So half the Scotland team's making a step up. They'll play like championship and stuff like that and having to play, well, they're playing Belgium this weekend. So they're going to be playing against the likes of Hazard who plays in the Premiership. Fellaini, he plays in the Premiership. We've got a bunch of championship and League One players. That's a step up for them as well. Can they make the step up? So why is no, Lee Wallace no. any daft? <laughs> yeah. We'll wait and see. <laughs> Right, so who are we going to go for in the charity bet? Are we oh, right, go... the best bet is just to pick the winner of the three teams, uh, the three games that are being played in the Ramses Cup. So, yep. We, we just go with consensus this week rather than pick one each. Aye, well, if we're going to pick one each, I'll go for Dundee at home. Aye, I wouldn't argue that against Dennis Muir. Yeah. Aye. I'm I'm going to stick my neck out here. I'm going to say former Town United. I wait, Aaron. Thank you, the children. Well, they, was it East Stirling they coughed in the previous round? I don't know as good as East Stirling. Ah, East Stirling were on a bit of a run as well. Huh? Hmm, right, Greg. <laughs> You're going to have to choose between Wraith and Falkirk. <laughs> Crying out loud. Um, uh, I'll take Falkirk. Aye, Falkirk, right. Okay, I don't have the odds available just now, but we'll go for former Town United, Dundee and Falkirk, a treble. <laughs> You know I'm going to go for. No, I don't have the I don't have the odds available <laughs> at all, so I can't pretend that I'm working out my head. So we're we going to go for a, a first scorer as well. Do we know any? Aye, I was going to go for Phil Roberts, maybe Falkirk. Aye, aye, yeah. that's who I was going to go for because we went for Spence. Did we go for Spence earlier in the, the season, or aye, did I did. mention it as a possibility? No, Spence was the one I picked a couple of weeks ago, so I think Phil Roberts was a good bet at Falkirk. Right, I'll go for Roberts to score first as well. 
I mentioned on the forum the the odds will get yeah. so that's a ten pound bet on each of those and that's courtesy of McBookie who give us the, the charity bet for free every week. The good guys at McBookie. And they're gonna give me special odds on the, the Rangers goals as well. I'm I've mentioned that in the forum a lot. I don't think it'll be good odds for that. So we've got the Scotland game against Belgium, we touched on that, and that's on Friday night, quarter to eight on Sky Sports three. I just can't see us getting anything from this. I think that it's almost meaningless for us and Belgium have got something to play for, so I think we're gonna get beat. Almost meaningless, it is meaningless, but out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know it's, if you can anything can be truly meaningless. Well, we're we're building to the European Championship qualifying now, so that's the next stage. Uh, the, the England game was a, a good test for us uh, last month. Obviously, Kenny Miller since retired, he's gone out in a high. Fair enough. Um, so I think from now on we're looking at getting ourselves ready for Euro 2016 qualifying. I think Belgium will be a tough ask, but um, at home Scotland tend to be. I, I, I usually tend to be a, a formidable opponent, but I'm thinking back to the the, game, the last game against Wales in the snow, and uh, we, we, we didn't exactly start great in that game. Then bizarrely took the lead before losing two one. But I, um, I'm looking forward to it actually because I'm, I'm hearing great things about the Belgian team. So I see them uh, for myself because I'll be going to Hamden on Friday night. It should be quite good. Oh, I, I, like I said earlier, I know the likes of Fellaini and I know Hazard and. I'm sure there'll be a few others that I'll be interested to see. But now we've got Wallace, so we'll be sorted. Aye, Hazard's going to be in his pocket. <laughs> uh, hopefully they're playing different sides. Aye, Fellaini's, they're talking him leaving to go to Man United tonight. Although that maybe mm. that's happened. Now that I've well, that I, haven't, I haven't checked, but uh, that was certainly one of the, the big rumours. Uh, the thing about Belgium is they've got those standout individuals, but they've also got a, a good team. Yes. Aye, aye, they play well together. Yeah. So we'll, we'll certainly have a, a, a good test again for Scotland. And, uh, Strachan continues to try and rebuild us, but hopefully with uh, the Hamden crowd behind them and uh, a bit of... If we've seen anything over the, the, the last few games, it's Gordon Strachan seems to be instilling a, a, a good team spirit there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if we, can, if we can do that again for this game, then who knows? Aye, and we've got the, the game on the, the Tuesday after, but we'll... We'll discuss that in the next week's podcast. Aye, get something to talk about. Get some ESPL games this week. That's it, aye. So in the predictor, I dropped a wee bit further back. I didn't have a good weekend at all. And I think I, I'm five points off the lead at the moment. I think I'm maybe joint 23rd. That's ah, not very good. Canton 2013 is on 32 points. Joint top with Varga. Aye, I, right. I, get, I think I get seven points this weekend. So, that's good. That's better than me. Oh, the only thing I didn't get points for was uh, I predicted Ross County to beat Habs 1 0. But uh, that's the one I didn't get points for. I got points in every other game. I even got three points for Aberdeen St. Johnson. Well done. Greg, you're on 298th place. It's all right. Top 300. 81st. I'm in the top 100. I am. Um, I think I've had my moment. I'm dropping down now. 24. Where are you? 23rd. Uh, 27 points in 23rd oh, place. Three, three points ahead of me. Excellent. Catching up. I've spotted a good username. Dom de Dom Dom Dom. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of good uh, ones in there. Uh, is that, there should have been 10. In there. He's uh, up in 6th place with 29 points. Ah, um, William Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, I wanted to mention that uh, Lord Bastion and Come On Northern Iron are celebrating their one-year anniversary on the forum today. They mentioned they stayed up a thread especially for it. I've seen them talking about the uh, Northern Ireland versus Portugal no? coming up this week. Because obviously, although it's the Scottish football forums, we have uh, more than just Scottish uh, fans of Scottish teams. Oh, I'm telling you, there's fans of all teams. All teams in there. I was quite happy we managed to get a Shakhtar Karagandhi fan in. Aye, that was interesting. He was saying was how uh, one of their games was free. Is it the round after Bate? Aye, somewhat he bought one, you got the other one. Yeah, like that's unbelievable. Good. And then it was, I'm sure it was like two euros for the Bate game. Aye, not bad. Aye, not bad Aye. at all. Really impressive. Right, well, that's us got to the end of the podcast. And next week, next weekend, we'll, we'll hopefully see Scotland not get humped too much of Belgium <laughs> and we'll be able to discuss that and then look ahead to the, the Premiership games after that. But thanks for coming on and thanks for listening. Is Greg falling asleep? Oh, man, see this international talk? <laughs> Come on. I could only chip in there, I don't care, so I decided not to chip in at all. <laughs> it's garbage, you know what I mean? Garbage. Well, I mean, you, you, you said you enjoyed the England game. So. I did, I did. Enjoy, do you know what? I did, I enjoyed watching that. And I think I'll, I'll, try, I'll probably try and watch the game Friday as well. Because I don't, it's one of these ones we might we might just scrape a draw or something. Because it, it doesn't matter, it doesn't mean anything. It's games like that we sometimes pull something out of the bag. But, you know, hopefully see a wee bit more improvement like we did against England. But I, I'm still, I'm still, a, um, I'm still quite a distance away from breaking my international ban and going back to Hamden. So. Um, we're going to have to do a wee bit better for a for a dinner. That'll be a Friday in the pub for you then? Uh, it might be a Friday in the pub, uh, yeah. Never a bad tenants in the house for me. That's a, that's a hint for tenants to send me a free case, by the way. Oh, you mean the beer? I thought you meant you had people staying me. <laughs> that's a rubbish joke. <laughs> very, very rubbish. <laughs> On that note, we'll end. <laughs> right, Cheers. Cheers.